0: How's it going Changemaker friends, fam, community? Welcome back to another episode of Freshman 101. We've been covering a series here of transitioning from middle school to high school. And as promised, we're gonna be bringing in experts to share with you their advice for how to understand the system, you know, tell you what young people should be doing as they transition and what parents can do to help uh, students succeed when they transition into high school. Today, we have an amazing guest, an expert in the field, uh, Dr. Marilene Valencia. Dr. Valencia, please tell us who you are and, uh, and give us a little bit of background with respects to kind of where you're coming from in your expertise.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. I don't know about expert, but definitely passionate. This is one of the topics that I could spend all day, every day talking about. Uh, because there isn't enough attention, both from the student point of view, nor from the family, right? And it's not just the parents, really, it's the entire family that we always like to promote to to dedicate time to these things, because some of them are simple things that we don't even think about sometimes, but have huge impact. I have actually uh, dedicated my most of my research, um, especially my doctorate degree to parent college knowledge and the importance of it in regards to youth success, right? The most important part is always remembering that one person alone can definitely make some impact, right? But it's nowhere near the amount of impact and the amount of support that can be gained if the entire family is on the same page, right? And so the important part and hopefully we we highlight today is that um, this doesn't have to mean that these have to be formal plans that have to be made but definitely the exchange of information has to be had uh, not only from the student's point of view but also from the family's point of view right to where everybody is on the same page but always focused on what the youth is really passionate about, because the last thing we want is to get to second year of college, where then um, the student finds out that they've been acting upon something that they really don't care about or they're really not interested in. Uh, And this is actually what guided me uh, and and motivated me to be able to dedicate my time to this research, because that's exactly what happened to me. Um, From eighth grade. I had the impression that I wanted to be an architect and it seemed some like something that I enjoyed. I even shadowed, I was around architects, um, not only in middle school, but also in high school. And I really didn't uh, find out that that's not something I wanted to dedicate my entire life to until my uh, the end of my second year in college. And what made it for me is that I had not found out that architects needed to travel at at the last minute. Uh, They needed to meet deadlines at the last minute without any notice. And sometimes there there wasn't any option, right? If a client asked for something in an immediate timeline and it required you to be at some other place in the world, that had to be done. And that did it for me. That's something that I didn't find out. In eighth grade, I didn't find out in high school, not until the second year of my college.
0: So from this experience, I know that we have a lot of parents and a lot of young people who are in that exact position, right, where they're in eighth grade, they're transitioning to high school, they may not be thinking of their profession, they may not be thinking of college just yet, that's where we want them to be. Um, But they're kind of just, you know, just trying to figure out and navigate the systems as they are. From your experience of working, because you've worked not only in the K-12 space, but also in the university space. What is the biggest difference do you think that parents should know and students should know from transitioning from that middle school space into the high school space? What's different about the system, about what's being asked uh, about navigating that system from you know, the early grades, you know, coming into the secondary ed space? What would you share with families with respect to that system?
1: So I think, I think the biggest difference as an eighth grader are that you may not be able to be in the, in the same spaces, right? And you're not at the level where you're already starting to apply for um, formal internships. And I say formal because it doesn't mean that as an eighth grade uh, student, as an eighth grade parents, it doesn't mean these opportunities don't exist, right? They just exist in a very different format. So as an eighth grader, the the big difference is that one, not not unfortunately, right? Not many eighth grade students and, and eighth grade families are thinking about their their college entrance or their college success quite yet, right? And so the 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 biggest difference is that you get to plan. In in middle school, um, and even in, in eighth grade, your eighth grade summer, this is when you start getting to plan the spaces that you're that you're able to be in. Right? Um, it may sometimes feel a bit limited, but it doesn't mean that you're not able to reach out to be able to shadow. This is where you're able to to find out and interview. Right? A little bit more about. Any of your interests. and these don't only have to be academic interest right we always remind our students and families that. Being able to shadow somebody that is doing some type of extracurricular activity that you're also interested in. Is also good right keep those in mind and try to reach out to those individuals that are already in spaces that you may be interested in being in. Uh, and those are people that you want to interview. Those are things that you want to shadow, right? What does their good day look like? And what does their stressful day look like? That's Those are the spaces uh, and the exposure you want to get to. The biggest difference in, in eighth grade is that sometimes you, because of your age, you'll get a lot more um, exposure and a lot of opportunities for free versus being in the high school and, and the college environment, right? You're able to... Uh, just kind of be be present, but not really have to take on a lot of those uh, formal duties and responsibilities
0: so that's that's um, you know for the things outside of of high school right what families should be thinking about and planning to get involved and be in these spaces outside of the school space. what about inside inside the high school space what's different and what should people be aware of in engaging that high school space? Um, different from that middle school
1: space. So in in high school, um, and and the slight difference, right? Because even in middle school, you want to start acquiring those habits right? Acquiring those habits that you're going to need from studying to being in uh, uncomfortable spaces, right? Because as a middle school student and even a high school student, sometimes we protect the spaces that we're in based on how we feel, based on our level of comfort, right? So what starts being a little different is that in the high school level, any relationship, any and all, we tell our youth, right? Any and all relationships are going to lead you to some opportunity right um so any person that you talk to sometimes you may be having a bad day or it may not be your morning but that is the time that you're meeting that one person that knows 10 others that can open other opportunities for you so this in high school you're no longer seen as the child that's getting to learn that's getting to be comfortable in high school now it's it, you're taken pretty serious right which is not always fair because it's it's not something that is always on our mind right five years from now in high school is not always on our mind but we have to remember that everything that you're invited to any space that you are asked to be in whether it's something that you may feel is related to to what you're going to do or related to any of your interests or something has nothing to do with anything you would ever do um, you never know because you may actually get the opportunity to meet The person that may be on that recruitment or uh, selection committee of some type of program or some type of scholarship that you may be looking for in the future. So we tell our students never turn something down because it seems like it doesn't relate to who you are or what you want to do. Or it seems like something that isn't of any interest to you, because what's what you may not know is that you may run into the people that you do want to be able to to sit and talk to, right? Um, So we we tell our our families and our students, look for those opportunities, even if you weren't invited, but you found out something's going on in the community, something's going on at your school, Um, learning, right? Learning about what everybody else is interested in, learning about what everybody else is doing, learning about Uh, opportunities that are available after school and on weekends, right? Sometimes it's very difficult for our youth to dedicate time to their weekends, Um, or youth are already involved in certain activities, even if it has nothing to do with you, but the opportunity is there. Think of it as perhaps that door to the opportunity that you may need later.
0: Great, so this is uh, some key areas of the system that, that are that are a little bit different. You're going to be taken seriously, you're saying. Uh, folks are going to potentially be um, doors to opportunities. So it isn't just about the academic piece, but it's also about the social piece. And it's not just social with friends, but social with adults, learning how to interact with adults in a way that's professional, that's, that is going to, again, put you on that list for opportunity. Right, so you've seen a lot of folks who have done it right. Maybe you've seen some folks who've also not done it right. Um, what would be the characteristic of a high school student um, that is that is doing it right? That is taking care of business and getting to where they want to want to go and capitalizing on those opportunities? What should these incoming freshmen do right from day one? What should they be doing that's setting them up so that you know the day after? Graduation—they're already ready to go in that in the direction of that opportunity that they're seeking.
1: So the one thing that I advise that all students and families always keep in mind is that there are many other individuals and families just like you that want to be successful, right? That want to want their child to um, get their their college paid off, right? And so what we tell them is that the main thing that should be in your mind all of the time is, how am I going to stand up? How am I going to be different from all of these other youth and all of these other families uh, that want the same thing that I do, right? And so from the very get go, your resume should be on your mind. What, and and it shouldn't be a matter of what, honestly, it should be what else Can I make sure I have on my resume that nobody else has, right? When um, internships, when college training programs, when volunteer opportunities, when jobs come up, right? Because it doesn't mean that in high school you can't actually find the job that you may end up at and you have no idea, right? So, what we tell our youth is that even if, so let's say something that we hear a lot, right, is that our youth want to be able to hang out with their friends well how can you actually take advantage of that opportunity to be able to hang out with the people that you really want to be around but also be able to volunteer right volunteer 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 again even if it has nothing to do with who you are or who you want to be because those are opportunities that you're going to be able to list in your resume when uh, college recruiters when Um, internship opportunities when scholarships and um, college recruiters look at your resume they want to see how well-rounded you are right they don't only want a child that has been dedicating their entire time to just academics they also don't want the student that has only been uh to every single trip available in the country right they want a real well-rounded individual what does that mean? That you have to make sure that with your resume, you're able to tell that story. How do you highlight yourself to things that they know are not comfortable to do at a high school age, right? They were high school students too, so they know. If you have things listed in your resume that they know are not easy to obtain, or they know you had to build relationships to complete, those are going to going to help you stand up, right? Um, you also want to make sure that you let them know that you were in opportunities where you were in um, environments where you had to um, communicate with other people that didn't have much in common with you, right? You want to be able to make sure that they understand that when you were asked to do things that no other youth were doing, that you actually expose yourself to being in those spaces.
0: Great. So again, folks, I mean this this piece of from day one, right? Well, we're we're getting here from Dr. Riley is from day one, you know, making sure that you're standing out, right? Like in that moment, but also over the long term. So it's like building yourself up, is what I'm hearing here. So great. So I know that there's a lot of pressures also put on parents, right? And a lot of your research focused on, you know, the knowledge that parents need to be able to help their student through the high school space and into the college space so what's some advice that you would give to parents parents that that want their child to succeed but maybe don't know where to start or are confused with all the information that's out there because there's tons of things and there's tons of different experts that are saying different things what are some maybe the top three things that you would say as a parent do these three things if nothing else
1: so as a parent um, and, and as a parent of a, of a high school student and middle school students myself, I think the, the important part is to remember that that balance is not going to be easy. That journey is not going to be easy, right? A lot of times we don't want to see our uh, children suffer or our children with too much pressure, right? And it's always helping them balance that out. I think um, for the most part, it's making sure one, that you encourage your child to do more than they thought they could, right? What does that mean? It doesn't mean you're going to um, take them to to the brink of having a nervous breakdown, right? But it means that if you are noticing that they have more free time than you thought, that you encourage them to find books to read, right? Find books that you care about because again, that's going to help them stand out right and that's also going to help them be a little more knowledgeable about what they like to read but also about things that not a lot of people do. And again, these are conversation starters, no matter who they're, they're talking to right no matter what spaces they're in, so you want to encourage them to read uh, read anything right be aware of, of what's going on. The other thing you want to um, that that I would definitely recommend that you encourage them to do is again practicing um, how how to introduce themselves, right? How to carry themselves, making sure they understand what the social expectations are in regards to the body language and and how they're dressing depending on these spaces they go to, right? Because that, that again, is going to reflect if they're going to be invited uh, to other opportunities or if they would rather, or if they're not trusted to be in these spaces, right? Um, And lastly, I would definitely recommend that we always give our youth the advice that we are going to run into people that we don't agree with, right? Or people that may say things that um, maybe are a little personal to us, right? And again, it's making sure that they never burn any bridges, right? Yes, you are definitely going to run into, into individuals that sometimes you won't agree with or sometimes you won't be comfortable around, right? But it's always maintaining those relationships open and not burning any any bridges, right? Because like I said, those are future recommendations that you may need, right? From a letter of recommendation for a scholarship to a letter of recommendation for an internship um, or a college application. So making sure that we always remind our students that even if they don't think anybody's watching, somebody's always watching. And that's what they're looking for, right? What are you like on your good days? What are you like on your bad days? What are you like in the mornings? What are you like in the evenings, right? Um, even though those things sometimes are not given much importance, they matter.
0: So what I'm hearing is parents should high, you know, set high expectations. You know, It may not be to the point of, of breakdown, as you're saying, but setting high expectations and, and making sure that those are communicated and that those are reinforced. I'm hearing that, that it isn't just about the education to get in school, but also reinforcing the, the education they need to get from home, which is, you know, good manners and being able to communicate effectively, et cetera, um, their respectful. appearance, being respectful, of their appearance, et cetera. And then again, being able to engage in uncomfortable spaces with folks they may not disagree with their po- points of view, right? Um, that they, they're not familiar with. So these three kind of key areas are are instrumental. And so I, you know, I, I, I think that, there's a lot of parents out there also that are, um, you know, wanting to invest time, energy, resource. You know, just like we have parents who will buy the latest phone or the latest shoes or the latest clothes for their young person. What's your perspective with respect to the investment of time, energy, and resource? Where should they be directing, you know, their th- themselves when it comes to building up their child? Like, where what should they be paying for? You know, uh, we we have this image that education's free, right? Free in public education. But those who are succeeding at high levels, correct me if I'm wrong, there's additional investment that is being made. So where should families be investing, again, time, energy, resource, to give their child that advantage and, like you're saying, to help them stand out?
1: Absolutely. So the, the way to, to balance this out, right, to figure out, okay, how how do I know if I'm investing my time, I'm investing my money correctly into my child, right? We always wanna go back to what message are we giving not only your child, but also those people, like I said, that are are willing to give your child opportunities, right? If we want our students to value the education that they're receiving, to value the opportunities and the experiences that they're receiving, then we need to Act accordingly, right? When they ask us for the latest tennis shoes, right? Our answer should be okay. Is that going to help you stand out? Is that going to get you to the spaces you need to, so that people are able to help support your college education, right? That that's where we always have to ask ourselves: Is me investing in a uh, trip in a trip that's going to allow you to gain? Uh, lifetime experiences to meet people that you never would have met had you not gone to that trip. Those are the things that you should be investing in, right? Our students will always, uh, and rightfully so, right? Because that's where they are in their developmental phase as teenagers, right? They are going to um, try to encourage us and try to convince us to meet their instant gratification needs, right? Or wants, I should say, not really their needs. And so for us, it's making sure that, yes, and, and for some parents, I, I want to put it out there again. It may be to where it seems like something is expecting too much of you, or um, this trip is too far, right? It's, it's I'm not, they're not going to be within my supervision in this trip. And obviously, we have to do our research, right, as to what other people's experiences have been with those trips, right? Right. Um, what students are gaining from those opportunities and those relationships that they're building, right? we want to make sure that everything that we are investing in, again, is speaking and giving that same message to allow the student to gain more experiences, to meet those people that are going to help them be successful in the future, right? to be able to help them stand out and something more to list in their resume that's going to help them be different from everybody else.
0: Great. So, Um, there's a, there's also the reality that sometimes, you know, our students struggle, they stumble, they make mistakes. Um, and, and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting the 4.0 or, you know, "I, I, I messed up that internship or I, you know, I bombed that test or whatever the case may be. What would you say to parents and to students? When, when things don't go as planned, when we invested, we, we spent the time, we built the relationships, but something goes wrong, something goes south. And, you know, now they're in a position where it's kind of like, oh, well, what the heck, forget about it. How can they get back on track when things don't go as planned?
1: Absolutely. And remember, every opportunity, even if they failed, and we tell our students all the time, right? In the middle and high school years, that's when you get to keep trying and keep failing. And it's not going to cost you money, right? The way it will in your college career. Right now is when you want to keep trying different things because this is when you get to, to try what, right? Try different solutions. And if they don't work, then we have the ability and we have the privilege to look for other ways. Uh, the other thing is always seeing every opportunity as a learning possibility, right? Right. All of these opportunities are helping your child, even if it seems like nothing went right. Because the next time they're in that space and they have that same opportunity, they're going to learn that if I do it this way, it's not going to work very well. So I need to try something different, right? They're also going to learn. uh, We have our youth all of the time. You know what? After that trip, I found out that I would never, right? Fill in the blank. Or after that opportunity, I find out, I found out that I would never want to be Fill in the blank, right? And so those opportunities are still great, and it's showing them that yes, you know what? Even if your child was very negative about the opportunity, you don't know that may be the aha moment. Okay, um, I I have sons that I've had to drag to their first um, opportunity of an activity, and that ended up being their their superpower. That being that ended up being their strength, right? That ended up being the activity that they do wonderfully. But if I had not encouraged them and I had not said, you know what, try it once and then we will, we will make decisions based on your experience, they would have never had that experience, right? Because it's in their nature in these years to not want to do anything different, to do things that they're familiar with and do things that they already know are going to work. But that's not going to help them grow, right? We need to keep having them try things that they've never tried before, even if they think it's going to be the worst experience ever, but at least it's confirmed versus, yeah, I think it's the worst experience ever, but I've never tried it before.
0: Great. So I mean, what I'm hearing here is communicate, communicate, communicate. You know, having the parents communicate with the student. You know, they know them best. Um, helping them to uncover those things that are going to make them unique and stand out. Uh, being consistent, setting those high expectations, and for young people getting the job done, right? Doing everything that they need to do, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's not the most funnest thing to do, you know, to get it done, get the job done and keep pushing forward. This is uh, again, amazing um, expert advice. Uh, I know, you know, we are, um, we're here at Changemaker High School offering this information because there's so many families who, who are afraid to ask these questions or engage the educational system. They're saying, well, you know, you're the experts. Here's my child, you know, do as you wish you do as you must, but really it starts at home. So we're having these talks, we're inviting these expert guests so that these questions that we consistently get, you're getting them from these different perspectives. This freshman 101 series is just about that. How do you uh, start off day one on the right foot? We wanna thank our guest, Dr. Marilyn Valencia, for coming in, sharing her expertise. Um, thank you so much for making the time. Uh, again, folks, if you're interested in knowing more about Changemaker High School, please reach out. You can call us. Our number is 520-615-2200, or you can find us at our website, www.changemakerhighschool.org. We're also on multiple social media platforms as Changemaker High School. Thank you again. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.